Hello, hello, and welcome to another episode of God's Little Hummingbird, the podcast where we are reading through the Bible from the beginning to the end using the original languages as a guide. Today's a really neat chapter, especially as on the Roman calendar, this is December 31st. So there's something in here that will differentiate Yahweh God's holy days from what the world is celebrating today. So I pray God opens our eyes, ears, and hearts to his truth. And let's begin. And Yahweh spoke to Moses, saying, Make two silver trumpets for yourself. You shall make them of hammered work. You shall use them for calling the congregation and for directing the movement of the camps. Now, think about what we have said over and over and over the number two typically represents. You know, think about there's two witnesses. Um, There's always, every matter is established on the basis of two witnesses, but in the end days, there's two witnesses. And there's two, the um, two olive trees in Zechariah. Anyway, there's always two. And often the two symbolizes the two houses of Israel. Because prophetically, Judah and Ephraim, the Jews and the Gentiles, the now Gentiles, are constantly to be, what is this, the, you know, shouting out or blowing the trumpet to make God's people aware of what's going on. So we are constantly supposed to be proclaiming the truth, the gospel, the, the movement of the spirit. And so both of his people, both of his groups of people are to be sounding the alarm. Let's keep reading. Verse three, when they blow both of them, all the congregation shall gather before you at the door of the tabernacle of meeting. Now that word meeting there is the word moed. So it literally is saying at the tabernacle of appointment. So when we have an appointment, we go to this tabernacle. Verse four, but if they blow only one, then the leaders, the heads of the divisions of Israel shall gather to you. When you sound the advance, but that word there is the word teruah, which just means like shouting or alarm or basically trumpet blast. If you remember from Leviticus chapter 23, we talked about Yom Teruah, the day of shouting, the day of trumpets. So when they sound the blast, basically, so the advance isn't really what it says there. It's that when they sound the shouting or the, the alarm or the trumpet blast, the camps that lie on the east side shall then begin their journey. When you sound the alarm the second time, Then the camps that lie on the south side shall begin their journey. They shall sound the call for them to begin their journeys. And when the assembly is to be gathered together, you shall blow, but not sound the advance. Now, notice that they had to be attuned to what these sounds were. I don't know that anybody today knows exactly what they sound like. I know some people talk about the Tekoa and different sounds, and perhaps it has been preserved by some of those in, you know, who are from Judah, but I don't know that they know for certain. I know there's been tradition passed down, but because you can do like little short blasts, long blasts, but they were to recognize the sound. And I would say this, I think that's very similar to what we are supposed to experience with Father God. When we hear him and his spirit give the warning, we are supposed to be in tune and listen. 
It also, as we as God's children, when he tells us to speak to his followers, those who have ears to hear will hear. Those who are his will recognize his voice, so to speak, coming through us. And so there's so many neat pictures. And I was a trumpet player, so I started playing trumpet in sixth grade. And I just, if just, this just means so much to me, just be understanding some of these things. Every morning in eighth grade, I had to play the um, morning wake-up call <laughs> in the hallway every morning in eighth grade, um, whatever, I can't remember. It's not taps, but it's the other one. Do, 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 That one, which you all would recognize. But every morning I did that for when I was in school in eighth grade. And it was interesting because it was the call to get ready to learn. And I had to stand right at the base of the stairs where it divided between up and down so that all three floors of the school could hear it. And it's just, it was a neat picture then of getting them ready. Come on, let's get ready to learn. It's time to begin. And then after I sounded that alarm then the announcements would begin and then the school day would start. So it's the same thing with here. When the alarm, when the alarm would sound, you would recognize whether all the congregation was to go, whether just the heads of the tribes were to go, or whether the, the um, camps, the, 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 you know, the people of God on the east side were to journey and then the south side. So I don't know. It's just a really neat picture, and I can't wait to hear the shofar blast of heaven when Yeshua returns at the end of the tribulation. So... Anyway, I do, I will point out that right there in verse 7, it's not the word moed for, um, or I mean, sorry, teruah. It's the word tariu. So, um, so it still is teruah, but it just, if you read it, the ruah is still there, but it, it's a little bit different when you, if you're reading the Hebrew, it's tariuah. Um, but it's still the word teruah, it's just... Um, has different vowel points. So it's still the same root word, ruach. Okay, so I don't know if you're reading along in the Hebrew, <laughs> which I'm sure most of you aren't, but just in case you are, you might be like, well, that's not the word teruah. Well, no, but it's the same root word. It's taru. I'm sorry. I said tari. Earlier I said it wrong. It's taru. I'm sorry. I'm looking at it right now as we read. I think I'm reading it wrong. Yep, I keep forgetting the ah. Sorry. <laughs> Taruach. My eyes are a little tired. I apologize. <laughs> okay, I will continue reading and just shut up right now. Okay, so I'm going to read verse 7 again. And when the assembly is to be gathered together, you shall blow, but not sound the advance. Okay, so there's there's a different teruah. There's a different sound than, that's called the advance here. They translate it as if the advance, but it's just, this, it's just the warning or the trumpet blast or the shouting. There's different calls that we would recognize. Verse 8. The sons of Aaron, the priest, shall blow the trumpets. And these shall be to you as an ordinance forever throughout your generations. I love that. Here's the priests. The priests blow the trumpets for the people of Israel. It's amazing. Listen to this. Verse 9. When you go to war in your land against the enemy who oppresses you, then you shall sound an alarm with the trumpets, and you will be remembered before Yahweh your Elohim, and you will be saved from your enemies. Oh my gosh, like that is amazing. Get out your shofars, get out your trumpets, blow them, blow them, blow them. And of course, in the land, it's it's the job of the priests, the sons of Aaron to do this. But I know a lot of people have shofars right now and, and you as a kingdom of priests, not stepping out of order, but in the spiritual sense, being a priest, sound the alarm. Our country of Israel is under attack. This nation to which we've been exiled is under attack. We need to really be sounding the alarm, if that makes sense. 
verse 10. Also in the day of your gladness, in your appointed feast, so that's your modim, and at the beginning of your months, you shall blow the trumpets over your burnt offerings and over the sacrifices of your peace offerings, and they shall be a memorial for you before your Elohim. I am Yahweh, your Elohim. I am Yahweh, your God. So when we have the new moon, and you actually have to see the sliver to know when to blow it, because there's a three-day period where basically you don't, you don't know when that moon is going to be spotted. Thus, the saying, we don't know the day or hour. He shall return. Remember that? But we, do, we are told that we will know the seasons and the times. And it will, won't take us unawares. It won't catch us as a thief in the night. But for those three days, we aren't going to know exactly what day or night or day, um, day or hour he returns. We just know it's at evening. And this is a picture of that because when you would see the first sliver of the new moon with your eye, then they could blow the trumpet and mark the new month. Tonight, many people are celebrating the new year, which is not biblical. The Bible, we already read that in, in Exodus, that our year is to begin in the month called Aviv or Abib, depending on how you say, pronounce that letter. And it is what means spring. And it's also the word for a particular stage of barley ripeness. So when you see barley in the stage of Abib, you would declare it would be the new year because on the Feast of first fruits you would have enough Aviv barley to bring for the first fruit offering, the first of your early harvest. Yeshua is our first fruits from the dead. So that's how that feast all ties together. But um, anyway, so we at our beginning of our months would blow a trumpet. There's, there's, this is not a beginning of the month. If you look out the window, there's no new moon. It was actually quite full two nights ago. <laughs> And so it needs to be a new moon, the first sliver visible. Okay, verse 11. Now it came to pass on the 20th day of the second month in the second year that the cloud was taken up from above the tabernacle of the testimony. And the children of Israel set out from the wilderness of Sinai on their journeys. Then the cloud settled down in the wilderness of Paran. So they started out for the first time, according to the command of Yahweh, by the hand of Moses. So they'd been camped before, but now here they're starting out. Verse 14. The standard of the camp of the children of Judah set out first, according to their armies. Over their army was Nashon, the son of Amminadab. Over the army of the tribe of the children of Issachar was Nathaniel, the son of Zuar. And over the army of the tribe of the children of Zebulun was Eliab, the son of Helon. Then the tabernacle was taken down, and the sons of Gershon and the sons of Merari set out carrying the tabernacle. And the standard of the camp of Reuben set out according to their armies. Over their army was Elizur, the son of Shadur. Over the army of the tribe of the children of Simeon were Shalumiel, the son of Zerushadai. And over the army of the tribe of the children of Gad was Eliasaph, the son of Duel. Then the Kohathites set out. So if you notice this, the priests were separated. You had Gershon and Merari after the tribes of Judah and some of these tribes, and then you had the Gershon and Merari, and then you had um, Reuben and Simeon and Gad, and then you had the Kohathite priests. So they kind of divided up the tabernacle being carried. And then, okay, so verse 21, then the Kohathites set out carrying the holy things. The tabernacle would be prepared for their arrival. So do you see here? It's there's so many children that Gershon and Merari go before them 
and they're separated by a few of the other tribes because when Gershon and Merari would get there, they would hurry up and set up the tabernacle that then the Kohathites could bring in the holy things. Verse 22, And the standard of the camp of the children of Ephraim set out according to their armies. Over their army was Elishema, the son of Amihud. Over the army of the tribe of the children of Manasseh was Gamaliel, the son of Padahazur. And over the army of the tribe of the children of Benjamin was Abidan, the son of Gideonai. Then the standard of the camp of the children of Dan, the rear guard of all the camps, set out according to their armies. Over their army was Ahizer, the son of Amishadai. Over the army of the children of Asher was Pagiel, the son of Okran. And over the army of the tribe of the children of Naphtali was Ahira, the son of Enon. Thus was the order of march of the children of Israel, meaning how they marched out, according to their armies when they began their journey. Now Moses said to Hobah, the son of Uriel, the Midianite, Moses' father-in-law, We are setting out for the place of which Yahweh said, I will give it to you. Come with us, and we will treat you well. For Yahweh has promised good things to Israel. And he said to him, I will not go, but I will depart to my own land and to my relatives. So Moses said, Please do not leave inasmuch as you know how we are to camp in the wilderness, and you can be our eyes. And it shall be, if you go with us, indeed it shall be that whatever good Yahweh will do to us, the same he will do to you. So Moses is begging his father-in-law to come. So they departed from the mountain of Yahweh on a journey of three days, and the Ark of the Covenant of Yahweh went before them for the three days' journey to search out a resting place for them. So Somehow, Yahweh is speaking through the prophets, through Moses, and he, through um, and he, this Ark of the Covenant, he's sending before them so that it searches out a place, which is kind of interesting <laughs> to me. Verse 34, And the cloud of Yahweh was above them by day when they went out from the camp. So it was whenever the Ark set out that Moses said, Rise up, O Yahweh, let your enemies be scattered, and let those who hate you flee before you. And when it rested, he said, Return, O Yahweh, to the many thousands of Israel. And it is interesting that the Ark of the Covenant was this great symbol of Yahweh being with his people. And notice what was inside the covenant, the testimony, the Torah, the teachings and instructions, because that is the heart of God. And so those people who teach that the law no longer stands, they don't understand our God. They don't understand Yahweh Elohim. They don't understand that the good principles that are in that law are life to us. And they teach us what is good and what is wrong. They teach us how to obey our loving Father. And they teach us who He is. And He knows us when we obey His commands. Okay, may you all have a super blessed night. And no, it is not Happy New Year. We'll wait for the New Year in Abib. Have a blessed night.